This is episode number 68 with Megan Militello and Lacey Hernandez, founders of Elevated Oats. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. My name is Ryan McGuire, your host. Each week I bring you a guest or a message that will help you along your own pursuit of happiness as well as following me along my own. In this episode, I had such a great time with Megan and Lacey. You can tell we had a lot of fun doing this. And this could have been a three-part podcast, actually, with the lives that they lived. From meeting in Iraq as air traffic controllers, to come back to America that has changed since they left and suffered from PTSD as well as other mental health issues, and now being two young, successful women entrepreneurs. I absolutely love their story. This quote is directly from their website, where it says, We reconnected during the darkest part of our lives. But after healing and lifting each other up, it became our goal to elevate your life, just like we did ours. I really do appreciate Megan and Lacey being so vulnerable and open and honest with their past situations that brought them to where they are today, which is in such a great place. After you listen to these two in this podcast, there's no question you'll be rooting for them and most likely be trying some of their product, Elevated Oats, because it looks absolutely incredible. All of the ingredients are from Anchorage, Alaska, which is where Megan lives and opened this business. And the flavors look absolutely to die for. I cannot wait to try all of them, especially the banana one. As I record this, I am literally waiting on them to arrive to my house so I can start eating them. I cannot wait. But with that said, once again, I want to thank you, Megan, and thank you, Lacey, for your service to our country. This was such an inspirational story. I absolutely loved hearing your backstory and how to get to where you are today. And I appreciate you sharing the story for everyone to hear. I can't wait for all of you to listen to this episode. But before we get started, just a reminder to please leave a rating and a review. And if you know anybody else who would love this episode or any other previous episodes, share it with a friend and leave comments under the post on my Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness Podcast. So without further ado, here is Megan and Lacey. Hey, we have Lacey and we have Megan. Thank you for joining me. And honestly, I'm really excited about this. You two reached out to me to be on my podcast, which makes me feel super special and popular. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that you did that. Um, not just because I love that you took the initiative, but because this really makes sense. Uh, your story. I'm I'm familiar somewhat with your story from what you told me, and also been doing a little bit of research on you too. So makes a lot of sense. I'm really excited to uh, hear more, more about your story. But first and foremost, Lacey and Megan, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having, having us. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Lacey, let's go ahead and introduce yourself quickly first. Okay. I'm Lacey. I am Megan's business partner. She's the CEO. I'm telling you about her, not me, because that's just how it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the graphic designer. I do the brand building, you know, uh, had a kind of traumatic upbringing a little bit, joined the army, got out, got back in. We'll and, get there. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. get there. We'll and get now I co-own a granola company with her. <laughs> That's so cool. And by the way, I am a graphic artist and a brand manager as well. So nice. we have a lot in common. We just literally found out, Lacey, you're like 60 minutes from me currently in North Carolina, which is pretty cool. And, uh, and Megan's, are you in Alaska, Megan? I am. 
Okay. So that's why it's a little sunnier where you're at right now. And while it's getting dark over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun has been, we've been gaining about five minutes of sunlight right now. Our days were only like four hours long. So okay. it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Everything's starting to melt. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I'll actually tell you in just a moment after you introduce yourself, I was actually just in Alaska a few months ago, but, um, we'll, we'll talk I about that, that momentarily. Did you? Yeah. It's <laughs> what a trip, but uh, yeah, make me go ahead and introduce yourself real quick too. Uh, so I'm the CEO and I'm in Alaska. So I'm here kind of will, I like to say it's like a Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Like I have the factory and like getting everything going, making all the granola, um, managing the staff here. And then Lacey and I have been doing this far apart from each other, but I kind of always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And this was, this was a great opportunity. Yeah. I didn't realize. So Lacey, I thought you were in Alaska as well. How does that work? Is it um, just kind of with COVID? Did, did you go to North Carolina? Like how did this all start and set up being so far away? I'm going to let you start the beginning of this, Megan. <laughs> um, we kind of, we were in the army together. It was a long time. We just lived separate lives. And then I went through a bad relationship, moved to Alaska from Hawaii after like living there for 12 years. Um, and I reached out to Lacey about making our logo and then it just kind of turned into us rekindling this friendship that we had from the military a long time ago and just being like, Hey, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into that. Oh, we're going to get yeah. into all this stuff. But, <laughs> and then um, she's in North Carolina because her husband's a recruiter. So we're just oh, kind okay. of like doing this for now until we can make it happen. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Completely understand. He's, uh, my husband is going to retire next year. So the plan is that we're going to retire in Alaska, but, um, so I get to go there, Like originally it was like a year I didn't kind of go. And then I started going every quarter. And then last summer I spent the whole summer there and now it's been about, you know, six, four to six months since I've been back. And now I'm going to go, uh, here in a couple of weeks and spend the summer again. Okay, great. Yeah, because I saw the photos on your Instagram and website, and that's why I thought you were possibly in Alaska. Um, man, man, what a beautiful place. She's not, she is in Alaska, though, because she's like so part of the community here <laughs> in Alaska. It's so interesting. Everybody thinks she lives here. It's like soon enough, soon enough. Are you going to yeah. go to Anchorage? Yeah, that's the plan for now. <laughs> yeah. So you do you, you love it? Like, can you not wait to go back? I love it. I seriously do. It's such a nice community. It's a, and you know, I lived in Hawaii when I was in the army too. And that's a beautiful place, but it's not like Alaska. It's completely no. different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Different world. I, I was different. wondering that Megan, I saw your story, how you left Hawaii and went to Alaska. I was like, what a difference. That's just like a complete 180. I, I don't know how you can do that. I, the thing is like with Alaska, I think I think I can deal with the cold for the most part. Maybe, I don't know. I'm an upstate New Yorker, so I, I get that. But the darkness, I think, would get me. It's just like, oh, my God, let's, let's move on to the sunlight now. I had never lived in the cold. I grew up in California, and I was like an hour away from the mountains, but it's like nothing, right? And then in Hawaii, 12 years on and off. So I would visit my dad in Alaska and I was like, I am never going to live there. It is way too cold. <laughs> and then, um, I realized it's just about wearing the right stuff. You just got to wear the right things. 
it, that makes a world of difference. A few years back, yeah. I went to Iceland and I was like, I finally had a good job where I could afford nice clothes. And I was like, all right. And I actually enjoyed that trip because I was like, the wind wasn't ripping right through my clothes. You know, I was buying clothes that looked good, didn't necessarily work properly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look good for photos and that wasn't worth it whatsoever. I was, I was, I was hurting. Cold. Yeah. But, that's uh, the nice thing about Alaskans, man. They have like no ego. It's all about functionality. <laughs> I I genuinely really, really like my trip to Alaska. Boy, oh boy, that was epic. I don't know how deep you looked into my photos, but uh, yeah, going to uh, Matanuska Glacier was beyond a highlight for me. We, we saw Denali in the full two days in a row. Um, I know oh, that's nice. pretty rare. And uh, the Northern Lights three, three nights in a row. And that was wow. amazing. Yeah, I still was... have yet to see them and I am so jealous right now. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't made it up that far. Okay. Yeah. We it, saw in them in the winter. <laughs> okay. We saw them in Healy in um, September, early September. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was, it was chilly at night, but nice days, um, man, it was just, uh, that's a different world. Just, just, you know, the wildlife is, is real. Like you're just driving. You're like, okay, there's a mute moose. I, I, that's huge. I've never seen that before. And <laughs> I didn't see a bear. It was, it's funny that, um, so she was my girlfriend at the time. My now fiance, actually, we were out in, in the middle of nowhere, two in the morning in Healy in the middle of the woods, trying to find the Northern lights. We just wanted to get a really good dark scene to see them. And we started to hear a pack of wolves just going crazy, what sounded like a hundred yards away, maybe. And uh, to me, that was one of the coolest things I had ever heard. I was like, Oh my God, all the wolves are howling. This is crazy. I've never heard this before. So cool, man. Oh man. Alaska. I'll definitely be back at some point. I've been twice. I did the cruise, you know, the cruise thing, but but yeah, I wanted to do Alaska. I wanted to do it right this time. And and we certainly did, but uh, yeah, we can. It's amazing. It really is. It's just, it is huge too, because we went from Denali to Seward to Matanuska, or no, we went to Anchorage to Seward to Matanuska up to Denali and then Fairbanks. Oh, wow. And then yeah, Fairbanks, is all, it was it was way too much. And then you look at the map, you're like, Fairbanks is like still not even halfway up there to get into Alaska all the way at the top. It's like, this place is ginormous. But um, it's huge. Yeah. You know, we can talk Alaska all day, every day. That was such, <laughs> such, an, such an epic trip. But, you know, first and foremost, Lacey and Megan, I want to thank you for your service. I know that's where a lot of the story begins um, is with both of you joining the military. So honestly, thank you so much. You know, there's thank a lot you. of uh, pros and cons who have come from that. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just, in just a moment. But um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of where your journey together began correct like you two met from what I, I saw on the website you two met in Iraq right yeah yes yeah, so Megan was a late deployer I okay so I was in I got deployed to Iraq in 2006 and I was the first I was the on that one where we got extended and so like everybody in the United States knew we were ex- extended and we didn't so I spent 15 months there instead of 12 um, so that's the deployment that she came on she was a late deployer uh, I think, what, were you seven? You were like eight, just turned 18 or? When I was going into basic training, your unit was de- like, our unit was deploying. So I was yeah. going through all this training. And then when I got to Hawaii two months later, which I was 18 years old, um, I got to Hawaii and they're like, okay, you're going to go to Iraq in two months. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. I got to ask you, you know, for someone that has, I honestly 
you know, I'm thankful for our military, but never really kind of personally considered that for myself. What made you both want to join the military? Oh, just leave in a bad situation, you know, like yeah. it can't be worse than this, uh, <laughs> even though it can, but um, I, I grew up in Indiana and it's pretty cold there. I know I'm going back to Alaska, but my family, there wasn't a lot of community. And so I never really wanted to go back and I kind of just wanted to escape and military gave me that structure and, you know, also provided me like room and board. So mm-hmm. at 19 years old, that, that was like the best option for me to get out of there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then for me, I don't think I really, I didn't feel I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, I could be a mechanic or a massage therapist. Like it wasn't really purpose behind mm-hmm. it. Um, and then when I listened to the recruiter, I was like, man, that sounds amazing. And it just kind of hit all these blocks. And so I just did it. You know, it's like kind of this idea of having such a great career so young too, like, you know you're going to be making money, be able to survive better. Yeah, being an air traffic controller is not too hard of a, a sell when you can be like, well, on the outside, you know, as a civilian, you make three, you know, six figures a year, right, as soon as you get out. So what what years were you both in the military? Yours is easier. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> I was in from 06 to 12. Okay, wow. And I was in from 05 to 11, and then again from 12 to 16. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, thank you for your service. That's that's no joke. Thank that's, you. that's a long time. Yeah. Thank you very much. But yeah, so you two literally met in Iraq. Go figure. And now you have a business together. And we'll, we'll get how, to how that happened. But uh, yeah, like what was, you know, I got to ask you, like, what was life like over in Iraq? Simpler. Uh- <laughs> It was very simple because you just don't have many bills. You don't have many. I mean, you have really set responsibilities. Um, You can't go do all these other things. You're wearing the same thing every day. It's like you don't have to think almost. Yeah. Yes. Decision fatigue, right? That's what the whole like Steve Jobs things was. You would just wore the same thing every day to put his focus elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have like real running water, like all the luxuries of, you know, America, we didn't really have, we weren't allowed to, we, our, our jobs, we didn't leave the post very often or the fob, that's what we called it. Okay. Um, so we were kind of secluded and the, like we worked in the tower and it was like 192 steps to get down to the porta potty. I know because I almost made my pants several times. <laughs> <laughs> I peed on the roof several times. <laughs> Oh, it's all coming out in this podcast. We're getting all the secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just um, one of those, it's just one of those things where you, you see Iraq and we all kind of have our own little idea of what Iraq is, and, you know, thanks to the media and all that stuff. So we're just kind of curious to get like kind of like an inside intel on, you know, how serving in Iraq actually was. And, you know, if it was kind of, you know, what the media portrays it as, or maybe not as bad or what your thoughts are. 
Uh, well, we didn't leave. Like I said, we didn't leave. So I think what the media portrays is probably the worst of the worst. Um, okay. But I, the way, thing I can say for most of us is it's like you go overseas and you come back and America and your family and life hasn't stopped. So everything is different. And it's like nothing changed for you because you just like paused everything. I, that just reminds me of like, you know, I saw the movie American Sniper. I don't know if you guys have, have seen that and, you know, we're ready to get into details or whatever, but like it, that just kind of is one of those movies that put that part into perspective, you know, how life just keeps going without you and you get back. And I can't imagine what it's like, you know, coming back, especially when you're officially out, like, what do you do? It's like the world kept going, especially how technology changes like crazy. It's like, you, yeah, the, the look on your face is like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, you you were gone when the iPhone was created, right? So, yes. <laughs> talk, talk about that. When I remember leaving and nobody text messaged and then coming back and everybody, I had to like pay for unlimited text messaging. And I was like, what is this? What, what is this? Oh, it's not QWERTY anymore. Some people actually want to do it. <laughs> the QWERTY or the... Um, what's it called? The uh, T9 word or whatever. You had to tap it three times and move on to yes. the next letter and stuff. Oh my God. Remember that? But yeah, I can't, uh, I can't even like imagine just like leaving for a few years, coming back. And it's just like, wow, what a, what a completely different world. And for you two to have a business now, that is pretty badass. So your business is Elevated Oats and I am very interested in trying some of these. I love, I love oats. I love my granola and your flavors look incredible um before we start getting to your product though so we're in iraq and then please tell me the story of how you two kind of how, how you met and then how you kind of started talking about the whole business thing i would love to know more about this okay we met in iraq we were <laughs> together in the control tower we were both what you would call tower flowers so we were always right were you also you were always yeah. in the tower yeah um so we were always in the tower together. I think we were like, there were not many females. Females, yeah. So I think in our of, whole company, it was like eleven, but not in the tower. So we were separated amongst different places too. So right, yeah. So then we just hung out and we clicked. Everything was great. We came back to Hawaii. Had a couple of years in Hawaii of living. Went back to Iraq together. Um, we're working in the tower together again. Now we were like older, higher ranking. We were kind of management over other soldiers and doing other things. Right. Um, and then we came back home and you got out, Lacey. I, I got pregnant. I got out, um, just like a couple months early from my contract because I, we were in Hawaii. So I was trying to fly to Alabama before, you know, six months pregnant, um, yeah, I got out. Megan came and visited me um, in Alabama. My husband's where my husband was stationed. And when my when my son was born, I think it was like 2011, 2012-ish. And yeah. then we see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> Until we already had this business probably for like a year, like physically see each other. Um, but we did the, so got out. I, I was still in Hawaii for a couple of years. Um, I got out, did civilian air traffic control. We like didn't really talk for eight to 10 years. It was just kind of like, Hey, you know, how's life? Um, what's going on? You know, not even. And I 
reached out to Lacey before the elevated oats granola thing about a logo for a health coaching business that I had this idea for. And I had heard Lacey was going to school for graphic design. So I was like, perfect. I got a friend that knows how to make things. <laughs> I'm going to hit her up. Um, and then that idea kind of just like fizzled out. And then everything in my life happened. I got to Alaska and it was like, hey, I need a logo. But it's not for what we talked about before. Now this is going to be for a granola company and it's going to be this elevated oats. Um, and then we just made it happen after so, that. So Megan, you kind of glossed over you moving from Hawaii to Alaska, <laughs> but I feel like the story that's behind this company is what, that's what I want to dive into a little more because I think that's what's going to make this conversation even more special. So I'm interested just from reading your website, your quick little blurb about you leaving everything behind in Hawaii to go to Alaska. I would love for you to talk more about that. Well, uh, my my life was just kind of changing. I was being fulfilled in different ways, wanted to be an entrepreneur. My second husband and I ran an Airbnb. I loved food um, and things were going great or so I thought. And he ended up having a psychotic break and it was like nothing that I knew anything about. I didn't know anything about mental health, mental wellness, like doing those things. I was working out, I was eating good, but when it came to the mind aspect, like in the army and as an air traffic controller, and when I was a kid, like they didn't talk about that. Like, mm -hmm. that's not something you talk about. You don't talk about emotions. Um, so when everything happened, it was kind of like trying to cope with those changes and also heal from things that he was saying to me and kind of going through my own like journey of self-awakening while this is happening. Um, so I just wasn't helping him or me in that situation anymore. So it was kind of like I had to leave. So with, with mental health, I mean, it's almost sounds like, like that's become such a hot topic way more recently, kind of like just after all this happened with you. Like, do you feel like if this had happened like more recently, do you, you'd be where you are today? Ooh. Um, you know, I've learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Uh, I have no idea. I feel like the universe puts me in all the places that I need to be. And that was a lesson that I needed to learn. And then Lacey was the person that I talked to about all of these things because she had more experience. Um, and it just became kind of like that person that I would communicate with mm. And give me that, she gave me that space to explore that, figure out like really make sense of my reality and how things can change at the drop of a dime. Cute. But yeah, but yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was to get a little more of a deep dive on mental health. I'm glad you brought that up. I know it's such a hot topic these days, mental health, mental health, mental health, you know, that's what everyone says, but do people really understand what that actually means? And you're shaking your head no. And I'm, I'm glad because, you know, I've had a few episodes about it and I'm going to continue to do so. And I'm still learning. You know, I'm still not completely sure. I know it falls under the umbrella of mental health. And so I'm glad that, you know, you're being so open about that. And, uh, you know, in your situation, it seems like the best thing for you to do was just, you know, remove yourself. And sometimes that is the best situation. Um, going from Hawaii to Alaska, 
is questionable, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad that has, has worked out for you. And Lacey, I know you, you were kind of dealing with something at least like somewhat similar, right. With, with PTSD. And, uh, I would love for you to dive more into that if that's okay, because that's one of those things too, where, like I just said with Iraq, like you only see what you see on TV and PTSD is only kind of what we hear of on the news, unless you know, someone who's gone through that. And personally, I don't. And so if you don't mind kind of like digging like a little deeper into what PTSD actually is. Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, so post it stands for post-traumatic traumatic stress disorder. And I actually don't think they call it that anymore. Nowadays, they're starting to change the name of it to like just post-traumatic stress um, because their body doesn't recognize tr- any sort of, it's all trauma. So like you stub your toe and it's trauma and you get raped and it's trauma, but you know, how you cope with it in your brain is all different tangent. Anyway, (laughs) um, for me, I was sexually assaulted while in the military and that's where I got my disability rating. Um, and I have flashbacks. There's been a lot of, uh, depression, anxiety, social anxiety, even just emotional, uh, triggers. It's a lot of people don't talk about that enough. I I think, um, where you're not having hallucination, but you're being triggered in a way that uh, you think you're having this, the same, it's the same emotion. So you feel unsafe again. I want to say no. (laughs) No, Well, honestly, thank you for being like honest about that because there's probably people listening to this right now that, you know, perhaps feel alone with that. So to hear, two uh, very successful entrepreneurs right now that are thriving in life that have gone through this is probably something they can grasp onto. You know, for anybody that we can help, uh, that's what this is about, you know, is pursuing your happiness and, and your passions. And you two made it through some, sometimes I can't comprehend. I cannot comprehend going to war in Iraq uh, for years and then going through the PTSD that, you know, you said you were going through. That's, that's incredibly difficult. And I applaud you both for being where you are today. You both are really, really strong women. I love it. It's uh, something that people can look up to. And um, congratulations, honestly, being entrepreneurs too. I mean, just there's things we can like, honestly, have a podcast just on your time in Iraq. We can have a podcast just being an entrepreneur. (laughs) We can have, you know what I mean? Like your life story, there's so many different chapters to it, which I love. I love this story. And that's why I was super happy you guys reached out to me. This is, it makes so much sense for you to be here. And so you guys were both struggling and your website even says you guys found each other in your darkest days. So, so Megan, you said you found Lacey to create a logo. Let's go ahead and start there. How did you come up with the idea for this company? When I was in Hawaii, I had this, um, idea for like the health coaching thing I was selling salads on the side and then everything happened so I came to Alaska and it was like okay well I can't really sell salads because the produce here is just not great um and then it was like I make this granola and it's really easy to make and there's really not much to it and there's no granola companies here and all of the things just started to kind of line up and it was like oh maybe it could be like just some oat-based business and Um, my dad really supported me and being like, I want you to have something of your own. And within two weeks, it was like, okay, let's get a business license. I think I really used it as a distraction. The whole business was a distraction for me not to actually like feel my feelings. (laughs) So I dealt with building this thing, this idea. Um, but really I, 
I had wanted to help people with eating better foods. Like I have always fed people in the towers or any places that I'm at. Like I love to do that. So it's just incorporating my passions um, and one really great recipe that turned into like a couple ideas where it was like, man, that could, that's just a, something really great, like pink granola. I mean, we use beets in our granola that's pink as the second ingredient. So we're not hiding it in there. You know, we're like really putting these vegetables in there. So we are really trying to change something that you're not used to having. Um, there's a lot more than just granola behind the whole idea, which is why it's so much fun for us. Cause it's not just like, we get to cook food. It's like, how can we show people that there's a better way to live? I can see your excitement when you talk about it. I love that. I genuinely do. And so you said you were already like good at making granola. How did you, where did that come from? Um, I watched a lot of cooking shows. <laughs> I watched a lot of cooking shows. And when I was in Hawaii, I, well, when I was in California, like some psychedelic experiences kind of had me change my relationship with food. I started to be like, wow, this is real. And these are not real. Um, <laughs> started eating smaller portions, just changed things to be better, you know, put better fuel inside my body. And then going to the big island of Hawaii, it was like having land where I was getting more fruit than I knew what to do with. It was like a totally different way of now living and having food. Um, so then it just started, I cooked, I wasn't on social media back then. Like that was my thing was just making food. I love the fact that your granola is like so simple with ingredients. I was just like bitching to my fiance not too long ago, probably like a few weeks ago. I was like, every time, like, I love to get like fruit snacks, just dry fruit snacks and stuff like that to munch on to have around with my little sweetness or whatever. And it's like, every time I go buy something, it's like filled with shit, like sugars and all this extra stuff. I'm like, can I just not have like a banana that's chopped up and dried. Like, why do we have to be throwing stuff all over this? It drives me insane. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I, I hate it. And I, I love the fact that you guys promote a healthy living. It's just really basic ingredients. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Keep it simple. For real. Yeah. And um, did you get like, I don't want to say pushback on that, but like, why does, why does no one else do that? Like, why, why did it take so long for you? you right. Exactly. Like, Hello, why does no one else do that? I think they're trying to make it as shelf stable as possible, to be honest with you, because when you look at the grocery store, it's like more chemicals than actual real food. Um, I mean, seriously, the, the package items just, it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, real quick, what's your favorite flavor? The salted cocoa crunch. You a chocolate person? You know, um, I'm not, I'm not like an eat a bar of chocolate or eat a piece of chocolate, but something about that, it tastes like, it tastes like cocoa puffs on a hike. Like it, Oof. like I'm eating this little kid's cereal, but like, it's a healthy snack. Uh, it's just really great. What about you, Lacey? Ugh, I like them all to be honest with you, but I find myself reaching for banana nut bread and that's surprising to me because I don't like bananas at all. And so okay. it's my only source. It's my only source of banana. That's the one I'd probably gravitate to. They all do look mm -hmm. awesome. Another thing that I'm that's coming to my mind too was so when I was in Alaska, I will say I was kind of disappointed by the food there, honestly. 
I didn't love it. And it was so overpriced. If I had known of elevated oats, we would have been eating that all day, every day, driving all over the entire state. I'm not even kidding. I wish I knew of elevated oats. <laughs> we're, we're getting it in the stores so people can just grab it and go. Yes. So you're in the store. What stores are you in? And they're like, are you branching out? Obviously you sell online, all this stuff. So where can people actually get this? Oh, okay. So we're in over 40, 50 locations throughout Alaska. You can go to our website, elevatedoats.com, scroll to the bottom. There's a little vendors section, click that. Um, but the major chain that we're in in Alaska is Three Bears. There's about, I think, 13 locations. I'm familiar with Three Bears now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, we ship to all 50 states in the U.S. So elevatedos.com. And on March 1st, we are dropping a new flavor, lemon berry muffin, exclusive yes. for 24 hours. So check it out. Wow. That's it. 24 hours. Yeah. It's a wow. very special flavor. It's like the softest granola that you've ever had. And we use blueberries as the second ingredient and we color it with, have you ever heard of butterfly pea flower? Tea? I have not. No. Okay. It makes your tea. It's like a herbal tea. It's a beautiful indigo blue color. I get really nerdy with the food science part. <laughs> and when you add acid to it, it turns purple. So this granola is this beautiful purple color. Oh, it's great. That's amazing. I have a newfound appreciation for people who are good like that in the kitchen. I didn't know that existed until I met my fiance who's into all this stuff. And I got her a book called the food lab. Are you familiar with the food lab? Pretty thick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like the chemistry behind like the, the acid and stuff that you just, I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm just like, if you put it on my plate, I'm just probably going to eat it and be like, yeah, that's, that's good to know the science behind all this stuff. You learned all of this by watching TV or did you take any classes at all or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TV blogs, Pinterest, you know, just kind of like dabbling into the things and inspiration. That's incredible. Pinterest. That's honestly incredible. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a craft right there. That's not just a hobby. That's a craft. So how did you come up with these flavors that you've, that you've chosen? <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> For real? Okay. I mean, my first recipe was Fair. like a Pinterest recipe that I modified um, to make it our own. And some girl in a blog was like, I think it was that banana blog was like, I think that you can do this with beets or like with other fruits or vegetables. And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely think that would work. And then, and then we tried it and it did. And so that's kind of like the whole thing now. It's like, we want to make something spicy. Maybe let's add some parsnips to it. Like how can we get vegetables into it? It's just become part of our value proposition, like what we do. That's incredible. So is it like when you create a new flavor or when you're creating this product, like from the beginning, is it like trial and error, like this much of this and this much of this? And, and then how do you figure out how to scale it? Like, I want to talk like business here. I'm really curious to know how people start something like this. <laughs> so I just use a Google doc with my kitchen manager. We put in an idea. Actually, I have a printout right now of a recipe that we're working on. So he has a totally different idea than me. Um, we have a pretty set base for all the granolas. And then it's like, you have to think about the cost, right? Think about the cost that you're putting in. You don't want to get ingredients that we can't find wholesale because that's another challenge. 
We like to use things that don't have any refined sugar. We also want to use something local if we can incorporate something local from Alaska, even better. Um, we use this inventory. Well, we have a couple different systems. We just switched over, but there's this program called Recipal. That is where you get your nutrition facts. So for a consumer food packaged good business, you don't have to have nutrition facts unless you're selling over 100,000 units annually. So we can provide it if we want, but we don't have to. We're not selling that much yet. Um, we provide it. like it. Yeah, people like it. Like, it's nice to know how much fat, calories, yeah. all those things that are in your food, because then you can make those judgment calls. Um, so this really simple recipe, or really simple software, you put in the recipe, which is smaller. It tells you all the nutrition facts. And if you want to scale it, you just like click this button to scale it. And it increases all of them, like times three or whatever size you want it to be. And then that's your recipe. But wow. they, yeah. they spend time making a small batch first. They get the recipe yes. before they put yeah. So there's like yeah. a couple iterations before it, it gets scaled. Yeah. Totally. Wow. We test out different things. So I know we're jumping around a little bit. Like I said, I want to dive a little deeper into the business. So once you realize that, okay, I really want to start this business, what's your next move? Because obviously you can't just do this all by yourself. Like, so what do you, what do you do next? Uh, well, I did it under cottage food, which made it kind of easy because cottage food laws mean that you can make your product at home as long as you don't have like animals in the kitchen or like very certain restrictions, but you could not sell over $10,000 gross of product annually. So mm. they limit you on how big you can be. Um, so when we started Elevated Oats, it was like August. Um, figured winter markets, we can make less than $10,000 in the winter markets. Just like make a bunch of product, sell it, test it out, see what people like. And then it was happening. And then it was like, okay, well, what's the next step? <laughs> we're like, we're going to sell way more than $10,000 next year if we do this the way that we want to do this. So we got a factory space. And then we we did my dad, me and my, <laughs> and my stepmom, my little brothers, we like refurbished this pizza hut. We tore out the whole entire office, built our own office, cleaned the entire kitchen, um, hired some architects and things for like the floor plan to turn it into the city to get the permits and the state. And then by April, we were wholesale online, uh, wholesale and online. 2020. Wow, that is so awesome. Yeah. At, at any point in creating this, were you like, uh, I don't know about this anymore? Or were you just head down and like, nope, this is for me. I'm doing this. I think I've it's, always been, I'm doing it. <laughs> good for I you. Think the universe has just said, this is happening. Yeah. Where did the name Elevated come from? Oh, <laughs> I can't wait I to have... hear this. <laughs> 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 I had a friend um I had a friend suggested but I was over here trying to be cool I was like maybe we can do like high oats or fly oats like trying to think of something cool I don't know and then someone said elevated and I was like ah. and I said it to my dad and he was like yeah like above the rest and I was like hey I, I can oh my gosh that. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly what I think but then also you're like in the mountainous region of, of America too so you know I know 
It makes some sense. <laughs> See the universe. It just kept lining all of the things up. Because <laughs> I just have some said drawer. above the, the rest. That's what he said above the rest. It reminds me of high above the best. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like an air traffic controller song in the army. Like high above the best. It's pretty cute. Okay. There you go. It all ties in. Yeah. <laughs> so it weirdly what, does. What um what ingredients are Alaska is it like known for? Because I'm trying to remember. I mean, I imagine the berries. I remember like birch was kind of big up there. Um, what other ingredients are you grabbing from from Alaska's terrain? We're using their vegetables. And what's really cool about the root vegetables here is because the sun is out so long in the summertime, normally a plant, it grows and it has like all the leaves, right? Um, so when the sun is out, it's like taking in all that energy. Well, because the sun doesn't go down, it never has to tap into its reserves. So they're actually like 20% sweeter, the huh. vegetables here. I know, crazy. Naturally sweeter. Um, naturally sweeter. So we just use the natural, like whatever vegetables we can get from here to incorporate. Bananas obviously don't grow here. Um, but if we can do that with whatever flavors we have, we will. Birch, yes, great idea. Would love to do that. Honey, very popular. A lot of people have honey here too. Get, get some birch going. I'm, I'll be a buyer for that. I think it would be very interesting. Have you had Me the too. birch syrup? I have. So I actually brought that back as Christmas presents nice. for my family. I got like the blueberry Cute. syrup and like the birch syrup. Yeah, it was delicious. Loved it. Yeah. I, I'm so curious about it because we only use maple syrup in our chocolate one and the viscosity of the birch syrup is lower. So I don't know if it would create those same like clusters that mm. we have in our chocolate. One way to find out. And she's worried about it. I'm worried about it. I could tell. That's where, like, they, she's a chemist now, and now she's, uh, yeah, she's so into it. Like, hmm, the acidity. I'm like, the I'm like just add water. <laughs> she's like, That's put an avocado do. in it. I want an avocado in there. Come on. <laughs> That's what I would do. But no, so getting back to like making your first sale or your first few sales, like, like how did that go down? When did you realize, okay, this is actually a thing? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I went, my very first show was up in Fairbanks. It wasn't even in Anchorage. My little sister, my half sister, she flew up to go sell with me. Um, I went to a like go outdoor expo or something, go something expo. And it was, I was next to like a snow machine. There was a gun show going on at the same time. So there's like these two cute girls with like all this granola. <laughs> <laughs> That's a selling and, uh, point in itself, honestly. <laughs> and they were just these really guys. Yeah, they were just like, this is too healthy for me. I'm like, we have cookies too. Like, <laughs> we were just, uh, it was, it was not the, it was the product was really good, but it was like the building of everything else. It was the coming together. It was the synchronicities, like getting a pizza hut, having a pizza oven work. So many little things like Lacey coming on board. Um, are finding an intern, like just having these people reach out to us, you know, it just kind of keeps happening. Yeah, no kidding. It does seem like yeah. the timing really works out ever since you two met. It's just, even though you took like so much time off in between, I was really surprised to hear that. That's, that's quite a bit of time. How did you end up hearing that Lacey was doing graphic design if you weren't staying in touch like that often? I don't know, maybe I, Facebook. I think she, we, I think she called me like a year before because I was in school for a while. 
Um, she asked me the name of somebody's wife uh, in our unit. Robinson. And it was just, yeah, Robinson's wife. And I think it was Barbie, by the way. Bunny. Bunny. I think it was Bunny. Um, Bunny. And uh, yeah. And so, you know, it was just that thing. And she was like, well, what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got out of the army. I walked out of my job. I. <laughs> I'm in school for graphic design. And I think that's how she found out. Yeah, it was just a random connection. Oh, I love it. I love the logo. It's so simple, but Thank yeah, you. great font choice. I do this is that. her handwriting. This is it her is? handwriting. Yeah, I turned it in and then I you turned it Write like it. that? <laughs> what? Well, yeah. Lacey has always complimented me on my handwriting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. I made her, I made her write it several times, by the way. Nope, that's not the one. Nope, that's not the one. Nope, that's not the one. <laughs> Mine would be and, scribble, uh, scribble, scrabble, and no one would be able to read. What, what, what are you selling? What is this? <laughs> and then we added the little oats to the to her little thing. So that's awesome. And it did start out as a different logo. There was like a circle with like mountains and a stream, but really the oh, word mark. The nope, that's not the right one. <laughs> the word mark made it so easy because it was versatile. We didn't have colors like to worry about, and Lacey was just all about the branding and the eye. So it was more fitting. It makes a world of difference, you know, doing that's what I do. And it's like when people cheap out on that, are they just like, ah, I can do it and take care of it? It's just like it, it, you know, it's not the same. People can kind of tell like when you spend time on the branding and the marketing and you make it look good, it makes a world of difference. It really does. And it's nice to know that you have such a really good product and a great story behind, behind the logo. A lot of times that falls short, but it's, um, it's really nice to, to know that. And I also love like your mission behind the brand. I'd like for you to talk about that as well. Well, I think the mission comes from both of us, really. It's like she was this body and food person. I was the very picky mind person. And, you know, when we came together, I was so with our powers combined. (laughs) With our powers combined. Mighty Morphin Gorilla Girls. Uh, (laughs) Um, she was really on me about this soda thing because um, it was literally my primary source of nutrients. Wow. I didn't, I was not eating. It was pretty bad. Um, and I was on her about taking care of herself and doing what she wanted to do and all the mental wellness. That's what I call it now, by the way, mental wellness things. So together we both realized like, Hey, we need all three of these things combined really like, to be able to function um, long-term, healthy, happy lives. And it was that combining that just clicked for us. I love that you two kind of hold yourself accountable. That's that's wonderful. That's exactly what you want in a partner. I mean, you guys run a business, so most people just hold themselves accountable as far as the, the bankroll and the money comes in and stuff like that. But you guys are much, much deeper than that. I absolutely, I I love that part of your relationship and your business. Do you find yourself doing the same for, for others as well outside of the business that you meet? I don't think I can stop. Uh, (laughs) We're trying to like sprinkle it on everybody all the time. It's, it's hard though. You know, you got to like resist for the people you can tell when people don't want that too. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to force people to do things, but I, I definitely am a megaphone about it now. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's great that the world seems quite a bit more accepting too of, you know, mental mental wellness. You know, what were your thoughts when like the Olympics was last year and some, Simone Biles kind of stepped out? Did you, did you have any thoughts on that? Because I know 
that was a really big kind of shocker. And everyone's like, what the hell? And then mental wellness. And everyone's like, what is this about? And they don't understand it. Did you have thoughts when she did that? Yeah, I said, I, I actually said, hell yeah, do you girl? <laughs> like, that's a pretty big deal. Most people would think I wouldn't do that. But if you're not happy and inside, if if you're not listening to your body or or you're listening too much to those negative thoughts in your head, like none of the Olympic gold medal is not worth it. It's funny you say that because I'm actually uh, interviewing an Olympian tomorrow. And that's a question that I'm going to be asking is like the pressure that you have to face to be on point. And it's almost like, you know, you two and being in the military, like I can imagine the pressure you have, whether, you know, what, what position you're in or where you're at or what you do, what, what your roles are and responsibilities, like people's lives are on the line. And, you know, I can't imagine the pressure that brings. That's a whole different level. You know, we're talking Olympics is just athletes and sports and you train your whole life. So there's a lot of pressure to that, but this is life and death. You know, that's, that's no joke. So, you know, like I said before, I'm super thankful you guys chose to do that for our country to keep us safe. So selfishly, you. you know, like selfishly, I've never, like, like I said, I've never thought of joining the military It's because of you two, you know, I don't have to. And I really appreciate you both doing that. As you tell your story, I can't help but think like, this is like a perfect, like shark tank episode. Have you ever wanted to be on shark tank? <laughs> we've I we've her talked link. about it. I said her link. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've talked about it and it is, um, it is on the plate for opportunities right now. We don't have any investors. Like we own the business. My dad is our main investor. And then besides that, we're kind of bootstrapping it. So whatever money comes in, like if we could be profitable, that's great. It's mm -hmm. getting a lot better. <laughs> um, but we're almost at three years now. So, you know, ROI isn't three to five years anyways. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's a mixture because it's not just money that you're getting, you're getting the publicity, you're getting this network from who the investor is. There's a lot of factors to weigh in. And I think that this is, you know, we're doing something really great. They'd be lucky to get it in our portfolio. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. What you said is really true because from what I understand, a lot of people, when they go on Shark Tank, like they're not ready for the explosion and they don't have everything that was needed to cover that. And then you ended up just kind of failing and people get kind of like pissed about it. Like, where's my stuff? And it gets back ordered. They don't get it at all. So you got to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. I think we've been making all the moves too to scale our business. Like even with, we only have had three people on our team these last couple of months. So we've like gotten a smaller team, but really focused our intentions on what we're doing. And now these new systems are to accommodate those bigger orders. So yeah, that's always been a concern. Like don't want to blow up too fast to where we can't handle it. Exactly. And so you started this, you said three years ago. So was that just before COVID had kind of started? Yeah. Yeah. She, it was like, I think they started talking about COVID in over there in December of 2019 and by January, she was already trying to secure um, the Pizza Hut for the factory. So oh, like literally it was, the, I think it was like March something is when we all went into quarantine. I think it's like 18th or something. And April 1st, I think was our first sale online. So we really did build this during COVID. 
Wow. What kind of headaches did that cause for you? I imagine there was part of you was like, what the hell? You got to be kidding me. I think the biggest, the hardest part with that was the markets. Like we couldn't go do markets that first year. So it was like, okay, we need to do wholesale, but we weren't really at the wholesale level yet. Like we had this factory space. We were still using craft bags that looked like, you know, they were from home. Um, so it evolved a year later to where now our packaging is like on it belongs on a grocery store shelf it just belongs there <laughs> um but it took time to get there because we had to grow right to get there we didn't like pay 10 grand just to have this brand new packaging done and then pay you to have all this packaging brought in um so kind of taking these steps so covid was difficult it really allowed us to focus on i think the brand and social media and building the community like we were just sitting there on the phones like how are we going to build this? What's our strategy to build the online presence? And um, that has made us, I mean, we're very known in this community for being so small and young uh, and not having ever lived here and not living here. Like it's, we really worked that presence to, to get ourselves out there. Well, that's how we met was Instagram. So who started like the Instagram and like Lacey, like, is that a joint effort? How do you guys run that? Well, we both kind of are in it now. Um, but uh, originally Megan had hired a contractor, right? Um, and I remember just kind of shit talking that contractor a little bit because I didn't like what was happening. <laughs> I've been there. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And I would but not also, that that's a, not a that bad just, person or anything. I just had something in mind, you know, and I'm, this is my, my girlfriend, you know, and I'm like, you could, it's so much better than this. So I was like, oh, okay, no, no, no. And so she's like, all right. And then we hired a different contractor and that was good for a while, but it was a lot because we were trying to do different um, social, like different social media strategies for every platform we were on. And then I was, I got burnt out and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just want to do, let me do it. Let me, let me do it. <laughs> And then I think it really took off from there. And it was a, let me just say too, like it was a process for Lacey. I feel like our partnership really coming together and this being an official thing, because in the beginning it was just kind of like, I'm doing this thing. And it was just happening, happening, happening. And we've now like, you know, she didn't tell me I wanted to do it or, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, this is what Megan's going to choose to do. Cause this is her thing. And I'm like, no, yeah. please please help me. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like, really like, no, this is yours. Like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like, um, you know, just kind of staying in the background and like, when you want work done, let me know. But then, you know, finally I was just like, nah, like I'm here. Let's do this. The designer took over. <laughs> I couldn't very, take it anymore. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that. Like get the hell out of here. I can just, let me yeah, just do bye. this. Step, step aside. <laughs> Let me just um, build this way better. Yes, yes. exactly. It's funny because I'm kind of doing something semi-similar now that I'm getting married and going through the whole wedding thing. And we're looking yeah. at like uh, wedding designs and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm just going to design all this stuff, all the invitations, uh, everything. It's just like, <laughs> I got this stuff aside. We'll, we'll do this together. Yeah, us, us designers, you know. we have, yeah, we have a little, uh, we think a little differently. <laughs> I can't really explain it, but uh, we certainly do. Totally. Um, Megan, I'm curious to know, like, Moving to Alaska obviously seems like to have been a big blessing. Do you feel you'd be doing this if you moved somewhere else? Do you feel like Alaska has been really good for your business? 
I think Alaska has been great for our business. Um, I was just asked by someone too, like, why granola? I suspected that it's because you grew up like having all of these adventures. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't do any of that. Like I've, <laughs> I'm just now getting into the outdoors. I'm like, see, the granola just happened to fit like the area so well. Mm-hmm. Um, being in California, it was just not like that. So yeah, Alaska is like so full of opportunity. There's really not that much here. But then it poses more challenges too, because now we have like the logistics challenge, um, just a lot of opportunity because it's so small, but adds challenges. Do you run into issues as far as like shipping goes or shipping costs or anything? Mm, it's expensive. Costs. Yeah. Shipping yeah. costs. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Always trying to figure out like some things that we just get them from Costco. Like we're buying a lot from Costco because it's cheaper. Yeah, I mean, either Hawaii or Alaska, you're asking for shipping trouble, right? <laughs> One or the other. Because we lived in Alaska or because we lived in Hawaii, we always kind of were like, oh, we're used to high prices and high shit. Like we kind of already accepted that as part of life. Hmm. So doing that with the business has been like, okay, we'll just kind of try to figure out what the best move is. Yeah. If you want to live in the most beautiful places on earth, like you have to just accept that you're not going to get mail very fast. <laughs> It's very true. Alaska is very, very high up there. Megan, I'm curious yeah. if you if you were to come back down to the lower 48, where would you move? Probably Washington. Yeah, <laughs> not very far. The closest <laughs> possible place. Yeah, <laughs> Washington, Oregon. I think Oregon's really beautiful too. Um, I I would probably stay in the Pacific Northwest. And Lacey, are you? Did you say you're moving back out to Alaska? I am, but we are definitely getting a, a winter home somewhere warmer. And I don't care where it is as long as it's warmer and I can retreat if I I need to. I do not blame (laughs) you. I'm actually like, I'm actually made for the Northwest. I love it out there. I keep visiting over and over again, exploring new places over and over again. But here I am in North Carolina just because life's good for me down here. It's a great place for jobs and, you know, the housing market's been booming and all that stuff. And it's hard for me to leave, but uh, I do know at some point the Northwest is going to get me one of these days. So as far as Washington goes, Oregon's very high on my list to go check out. I've not been there. I'm going back to Montana in uh, in July. So I'm very excited about that. I've been to Colorado numerous times. Like the area is just so beautiful. And then you make your way up even further and further and get it up into Alaska. And it's just like, it's a completely different world up there. It's just, it's so stunning. I can't believe it. Um, what do you two do for fun uh, up in Alaska when you have some free time? Hike, hike, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hike a lot, yeah. I mean, also really. there's a there's a lot of ATVing too. Yeah, yeah. we have some ATVs, <laughs> which like is nice. <laughs> now, are you always carrying bear spray? Always. I like to always carry bear spray. Yeah. Have you had any encounters? Or, I have not. Um, I've seen bears out but not like an encounter Lacey what about you have you seen what's the craziest like wildlife story you've ever seen the moose in her in front of her house and I was like okay you've seen moose in pictures by like this is like as big as a camel okay they <laughs> are ginormous like camel. and I mean she was like Megan we were sitting in her truck and this moose comes from behind her house and it's literally right next to her and I'm just like oh my god and she's like They are huge. Was it a male or a female? I don't know. (laughs) I don't even remember this. Oh, I I do. remember. I do. 
Okay. We were driving home from work one day when she was here visiting and we were on this little back road and a, mo- a mama moose and a baby like jolted in front of us. I had Oof. to slam on the brakes for that one. So they're just out and about. But yeah, we'll see them like from my front, like from the house. You could just see them out there. They're just here around. It's crazy. Yeah. You see the pictures and you hear people talking about them until you actually experience that. You're like, oh, this is real. They just walk around right up to you and they're right outside your car. And when we were up there, I remember someone said like, there's so many car accidents thanks to like moose. The moose will just destroy your car. So you really got to be careful. They don't yes. care. They don't no. care from what I've seen. Yeah. No, they really don't. But um, yeah, like I said, we can talk Alaska all day, any, any day. But um, so as far as elevated oats goes, what's, what's next? Besides your, your surprise flavor coming out and just, uh, was it a week or so? A couple of weeks? Yeah. March 1st, Ooh. we're going to, March um, in March, what day is it? March 8th through 12th. We're going to the natural products, uh, expo West in Anaheim. That's pretty cool. One of the largest trade shows. It's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Wow. It was really very expensive and it is gigantic. 60,000 people. Yeah. Business to business only. So no like direct to consumer, it's only people in the industry. So this is where we're going to get to meet new distributors, ingredient providers, um, people that we can sell granola to like buyers from say Kroger or Walmart or whatever, any kind of buyer could be there. That's super exciting. Are you like really excited? Are you like nervous about this or? I'm nervous. There's so much other stuff going on. I haven't even had that's time exciting. to think about it. That is wonderful. I, I really hope that works out well for you. That's that's really, really exciting. I'm rooting for you too. Like who isn't, Thank honestly. You. And so so Megan, is you know, you continue to scale and everything. Do you have any like future ideas or future plans for the business? Yeah, I think we wanna do some cups or some type of granola, like hot oatmeal type of product, which would be great. Um, yeah, like some type of packet that you can take to go just add some hot water, which you can do with our granola now, but putting that messaging in there, um, we're going to have to get a bigger space. (laughs) That's awesome. And maybe even another factory in the lower 48. Maybe even another, yeah, because expansion, who knows if logistically it would make more sense for us just to have a facility down South, um, but we're just going to kind of keep trying to spread it. We won the 2021 veteran startup of the year through the Rosie network, which is a veteran like nonprofit for entrepreneurs and stuff. Um, so trying to really spread the message, not just the granola, which is awesome. In different ways. Yeah. That's what I absolutely love about this. I, I absolutely love the message behind your product. I cannot wait to try this. I've, it's been a crazy, crazy last few weeks for myself where I would have got some before the show and reported back to which one is my favorites, but, uh, I can't wait. Just send us your information and we will get it sent to you. For real. I will gladly, yeah, yes. Yes. I will gl- go do me a favor. Go over the uh, flavors again, because I was going over them last night with Kristen and she's like, I forget which one she said she liked. I was like, Oh, I want that banana one. And she said like, Oh, that one sounds really good. It was, um, I forget what it was like the orange one or something. Toasted yeah, orange amaretto. Yes, that's what it was. She's yeah. like, ooh, that sounds delicious. So what are your flavors again? Yeah. Go over those again. So we have a banana nut bread, which was the original, has bananas as the second ingredient. It tastes just like banana bread. And then we have salted cocoa crunch. That one's crunchy. A lot of almonds, a little bit of cinnamon in there. 
toasted orange amaretto has carrots as the second ingredient. So it kind of has like this tint of orange, wow. brings in that natural sweetness, has almond extract, kind of reminds me of one of those almond cookies that I would get at a Chinese food place when I was a kid with like a side of orange, you know? Um, and then we have cranberry cashew chew and that one's bright pink. We use beets as the second ingredient, which is awesome. It's nice and chewy with the cashews and then the cranberries in there too. That oh, and then the incredible. lemon berry muffin right now. Oof, that sounds incredible. I just, the problem with me is I'm a snacker. I would be eating that all day, every day while I'm sitting on the computer and just sitting here munching on that stuff. I do. I do. Sometimes it's a whole meal. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, that's the, that's the downside. We sell two and a half pound bags also. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, we really like it. Great. I'll take a picture of like in the morning and the afternoon, you can see half of it gone. I'll be like, yep, take a look. <laughs> It looks, it looks honestly delicious. If you would be so kind to send it, I will, I will eat that and I will publicize that as far as I possibly can. That is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Send to Lisa, go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> right down the road. And we would love to hear like what you think too. Like, and, and look at, you know, the packaging, like Lacey designed all the packaging on there. So every little thing, like we discussed and like, it's so cool to just have created something from scratch like that i have uh i have an appreciation for for good design and lacy bravo bravo Thank you you're gonna see things that i don't like too though because you know it's never perfect <laughs> it's never i won't perfect. judge i've been there Thank before you. i won't judge yeah. the thing the thing i get nervous most about is um spell checking if something gets sent out to print and something is spelled wrong the, if it's on the web, so be it. You can fix it. But like, you know, no one yeah. can do this. But if it's out to print and something is spelled wrong, that's like, it's like a heart attack. It's like one of those things where you see a cop car driving behind you. You're like, your heart sinks. It's exactly yeah. what happens when I see a spell. I was like, did this hit the printer yet? Did we get this printed? Please don't do that. Yeah, please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Lacey, we can talk for days about this stuff. We'll have to, well, totally. we will have, we will have to, we'll have to connect about that. But uh, for sure. So Megan, if we talked about uh, you know, some possible future ideas, if you had one grand idea for your business, one really big idea that you wanted to strive for, what would it be? I have no clue as to sell for over $2 billion by 30, by 2030. There you go. <laughs> did, you just, did you just look at your vision board? I did. I have a, I have it on some post-its, these blue ones up here. See, so you had yeah. a vision. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we have a vision. We have a vision. We have a vision. Yes. And ultimately, I mean, we want to sell the company, but we want to sell it so that we can help other entrepreneurs that are trying to do similar things. Like, because big businesses don't care about those kinds of things. Like it's, you know, they want to pass things on to the, cons yeah, we can go on about that for a whole Thing there are only 24 women who have taken their companies public in the history of the Period. United States. So, wow, 20, 24 CEO women CEOs. Yes. So uh, we want to be on there. Wow. Okay, that just blew my mind. I had no idea. 24, and this is 2022. 24. Yeah. Okay, that's shocking. Yes. Yeah. This is why only we would, you know, that's the goal. You know, sell our company so we can have some money and invest in other other, especially women. I'm rooting for you too. Thank you. <laughs> I'm absolutely rooting for you. I love the message. 
And so speaking of message, I want to give both of you the opportunity to take the microphone and just kind of spit your message that you want to tell whoever's listening, whether you're a woman, whether you're suffering with uh, a mental illness, or whether you're just an entrepreneur trying to open your business, please take the microphone and uh, spread your message. Oh, she's handing it to me first. Yeah, okay. First. <laughs> my message, it's, it, it boils down to this. And, and I think it's what I've been spitting my whole life. And it is live the life you choose. So when you say things like I have to do or I should do this, and that's just an indication that you're not living in your own authenticity and you sh should probably not should please take a look inside and stop doing the things that you hate and do the things that you love because that will help. I promise. That is my message. Okay. <laughs> Be you, do you for you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Megan, your turn. I would say, um, Yes, be compassionate with yourself. Like it is not easy. It's not easy. It's there's a lot of really hard days, but it's a practice. Every single day is like a practice. And if you come at the next day like trying to just be better than yourself the previous day, not comparing yourself to other people, right? Like pay attention to those thoughts. Just practice being a better person every day. Not comparing yourself to other people is very difficult, especially in the day with social media. It's it's very hard to do. And, uh, you know, with what people post on social media is like the highlight reel of their life. And you don't really see the struggles they're going through. And maybe perhaps I'm wrong, but like, you know, both of you talking about your struggles, like I'm sure you didn't post that on social media, you know, so a lot of people don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And so comparing your lives is a bad thing to do. Yeah. And I think we try to share that vulnerability often because that is a big part of something that all of us are going through. The key things that helped us out of our darkness, it wasn't just each other. It was like having a support system, like asking for help. And when you can't ask for help, you know, like being open to hearing from your friends. So there are a lot of, there's like so many aspects that come into like practicing, having that whole wellness um, side of things. So yeah, showing that vulnerability is really, really important to be real. I love it. I love where you two are at. Like I've, I, we're just vibing. We're on the same wavelength here. I absolutely yeah. love this. Yeah, this is, this is wonderful. Like I said, you two seem like you're in a really good place. You went through the struggle and now you're making it work. I'm out. We're, I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. Keep Thank killing you, it. And, uh, so where can people find you buy your product, and follow you on social media? Elevatednotes.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Those are our main platforms. And LinkedIn. Find us on LinkedIn. Um, and elevatednotes.com to buy it online if you are not in Alaska. We have it really easy too. If you just go to our link tree, it'll show you like all the highlights. There's like a video of what an OD is. Like if you want to be part of our little, you know, what we kind of want to spread that message. Um, it's just technology has made it really awesome. Can I assume that people can reach out to you if they do have questions and what, and want to interact with you? Yeah, we're the ones, we're the only ones in our Instagram and Facebook. So you're talking directly to us. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Cause you two probably have a really relatable story and, uh, the way you guys are, are killing it now doing a great job. There's probably people out there that want to reach out to you and, you know, ask you some questions, perhaps help them get through some, some dark times too, like you guys have. So it's, it's wonderful. I love seeing people like you using your platform for good. And so 
once again, I, I appreciate it. I know I've showed you guys a lot of love through this episode, but you, you yeah, just earned yeah. it. You've earned, you earned it. You earned it. You know, you guys put yourself through some really tough situations and you've come out the other side. So, you know, bravo. It's one of those things where people, you know, bitch about a hard day, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm tired or, Oh, I can't do this today. And you know, my water wasn't hot enough or what, you know what I mean? People bitch about this stupid stuff, you know, and you guys are out here going to Iraq serving for the country. So thank you. You know, I really genuinely appreciate that. And, um, just had the idea when you send me these, uh, this granola, we should do an Instagram live if you're up for it. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll do the, un, we'll do the, uh, what's it called? Unboxing of it. And, uh, Cute. we'll do, we'll do a taste testing and trust me, I will love all of them. So you don't have no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me say, trust me, you will love all of them. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Love it. But Hey, if you're, if you're up for that, I am up for that. I would love to do that. I want to help you two out as much as I possibly can. That would be can. so cool. So let's do it. Thanks, That's Ryan. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds fun. Megan and Lacey, you two are rock, are rock stars. You're awesome. <laughs> Nah, for real. I appreciate it. Thank you for so much for reaching out. You reached out to me. I appreciate that. That is awesome. You have to take action to make your dreams come true. You have to yes. take action to make your dreams come true. One foot in front of the other. Perfect. That's a great way to end this podcast. Both of you, Megan and Lacey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, a big thank you to Megan and Lacey, two very strong and very inspiring entrepreneurs. I love their story. I know you did too. And go check them out, elevatedoats.com. Go get you some, go support a good cause. And my God, they do look absolutely amazing. Yes, as I mentioned, I am still waiting for mine and I cannot wait to get them. So if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please, once again, leave a rating, leave a review, share with a friend or a family member. And I'll catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.